0: The $100 MBA show, helping you build a better business every single day with our daily 10 minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co founder of the $100 MBA, the complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a guest teacher episode. On our guest teacher episodes, we bring on an expert to teach their area of expertise. Today we have Susan Robertson, and she'll be teaching you how to supercharge your creative thinking by outwitting your instincts. As entrepreneurs, we're in the problem-solving business. Not only are we solving problems for our customers, but we are going to have problems that come up in our business all the time. And we gotta be ready for them. We need to know how to react to them properly. This is especially important if your business is growing fast. In the last year, uh, our company, Webinar Ninja has gone through some tremendous growth But that means almost every single morning i wake up with a problem on a silver platter ready for me to solve an issue a challenge that's going on how do we attack these problems how do we not stay in the negative zone and dwell on what's wrong instead of what's right how do we switch to being proactive and take action to solve these issues well that's why we brought on susan robertson to teach you exactly that how to reprogram not only your brain, but the language you use with yourself and your team to get back on track. Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Support for today's show comes from Start Your First Online Business, my all-new 10-part audio course on Himalaya learning. This is a course that's going to get you from zero to one, that's going to get you from thinking about your business to actually launching that business, getting it out of your head and into the real world. We cover things like validating your idea, creating your first product, pricing it, marketing it, financing your business, even creating your business website and more. Check it out at Himalaya.com MBA and use code MBA to get a 14-day free trial. Again, that's Himalaya.com MBA, promo code MBA. Today's guest teacher, Susan Robertson, is a world-renowned innovation expert. She helps leaders and organizations unleash their creativity for better performance, productivity, and profit. And she's here on the show to help you do the same. This lesson is very different, very interactive, and very practical. It's gonna help you switch the way you approach certain situations in your business, especially challenges. This is one you're gonna wanna listen to and then re-listen to again for good measure because it's that impactful. I'm gonna pass it on to Susan, but I'll be back to give my takeaways and to wrap up today's episode. But for now, take it away, Susan.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Susan Robertson and I'm an innovation strategist for Fortune 500 companies. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm going to teach you about how to supercharge your own creative and visionary thinking by outwitting your instincts. I'm going to show you how to overcome a major creative thinking roadblock that you probably don't even realize you have. All humans suffer from a mental shortcut called the negativity bias. The negativity bias is the phenomenon that negative experiences have a higher impact on our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors than positive experiences. So we're actually much more motivated to avoid negative than we are to seek out positive. And this constant drive to avoid negative dramatically affects our thinking in ways we don't realize because it's all happening subconsciously. To illustrate the negativity bias a little more, think about this. If you believed someone had stolen $20 from you, how angry do you think you would be? Now think about if you randomly found $20 in the street, how happy do you think you would be? There's tons of research that shows that due to the negativity bias, we're much angrier about losing $20 than we are happy about finding $20, even though the rational value of the money is exactly the same. And that's the negativity bias. The reason this negativity bias is a roadblock to creative and visionary thinking is because our brains interpret any uncertainty as danger, and the immediate subconscious result is to try to avoid that danger. Ultimately, it's a survival instinct. Think for a minute about way back in our prehistory when our ancestors still lived in caves. Let's imagine a little cave boy, we'll call him Grog. And Grog hears a rustling over in the bushes. Hmm, he thinks, I wonder what that might be. And he trots over to investigate. It was a giant reptile. And unfortunately, Grog is dead. Now, think about a little cave girl. We'll call her Lucy. Lucy hears a rustling over in the bushes too. But Lucy thinks, huh, that might be danger. And she runs away. And ultimately, Lucy lives to pass on her genes to all of us. So all of us are descended from the people who ran away from uncertainty. And that instinct to assume uncertainty is danger is alive and well in all of us today. Our immediate subconscious reaction to any uncertainty is to assume it might be danger. We have a really common phrase that we all say when we hear or think of a new idea that very effectively kills new ideas instantly. And that phrase is, yes, but. Whenever we hear a new idea, or even think of a new idea ourselves, our brains instantly focus on all the potential dangers. Yes, but it's too expensive. Yes, but it will take too long. Yes, but the sales team won't like it. Yes, but it won't work in our existing IT system, and on and on. The problem with this is that it's exceptionally easy for us to identify lots of reasons why any idea might not work. And it results in us killing most ideas before we ever even examine if there's anything good. We just reject them the moment we discover a potential problem because that yes, but is laser-focused and lightning fast. The yes, but is so common that we don't realize how poisonous it actually is, but it effectively squashes all creative thinking. It squashes your own creative thinking when you say it or think it, and it really squashes any creative thinking from your team when they hear it from you. So you need to wipe it out of your vocabulary. Seriously, just hit delete on the yes but. And that sounds like it should be easy, but actually it's quite difficult because you have to circumvent an instinctive, subconscious, and instant process that goes on in your brain. So that's the bad news. The negativity bias is never going to go away for any of us. But the good news is we absolutely can retrain our brains to get around it. And I'm going to show you a neuroscience brain hack that will help you defeat your negativity bias every time. I call this thinking tool GPS thinking. And GPS stands for Great Problem Solving. The trigger to know when you need to turn on your GPS thinking is when you hear or think or say, yes, but, when someone has an idea. And you have to make a practice of noticing that yes, but trigger. And by the way, now that you're aware of it, you're going to be shocked at how many times you say it or hear it every day. Once you've recognized that subconscious yes, but process has kicked in, you have to now interrupt it with the conscious GPS process. I'm going to give you the three steps of the GPS process, and then I'll give you an example to illustrate. Step one is G-great. The first thing you want to do is list anything that's potentially good about the idea. What's interesting? What's valuable? What's getting us toward the goal? What's new or different about it? And this G-great part is the part that your brain will naturally skip if you let it. So you have to not let yourself skip this step. G, great, step number one. Then step number two is the P problem, which is where your brain has been trying to go. But instead of simply stating the problem, there's a critical difference here. And that critical difference is you need to flip that statement into a how-to question. So instead of saying, it will cost too much, instead you say, How can we make it more affordable? Or instead of saying, it will take too long, instead you say, how can we do it in the time that we have? That's step two, P problem, articulated in the form of a how-to question. And then you move on to S, solving. So now you solve for those problems you found in the idea by changing the original idea but keeping something about it that you thought was great from the G great list. I'm going to give you an example. So let's say you mentioned to your friend, you've been feeling a little extra tired lately and doesn't seem to be due to lack of sleep. And your friend says, huh, I have an idea for you. Take a break every day in the middle of the day and take a two hour walk. That's what I do and it seems to really help. And your brain instantly focuses on all the yes buts in that idea, all the potential problems. Yes, but I don't have time. I have too much work. Yes, but I have to help my kids with their homework. Yes, but I have to have dinner ready. You focus on all the problems. That's your negativity bias kicking in, and it starts with yes but. So once you've realized that the yes but is kicked in, you go through the GPS process. And gee, great. You list anything about that idea that might be good. Well, exercise is good. Taking a break during your workday is good. You'll be more focused when you come back to the work and you'll feel more refreshed. So there are things in that idea, aspects of that idea that are good and that's what you want to draw out in the G good step. And once you've done that, you move to the step two P problem and you articulate those problems now in the form of a how-to question. So instead of simply saying, I don't have time, instead you say, how can I find time for exercise? Or you might say, how can I find time to take a break in my day? Or you might say, how can I find more time to relax so I can sleep better? So that's step two, P problem, but articulated in the form of a how-to question. And then you move on to step three, which is S, solving, and you solve for those problems by changing the original idea. So you might say the the problem you want to solve for is how to find more time in your day for some exercise. So you might say, well, I don't have a two-hour block, but I could find a few 15-minute blocks. And in those 15-minute blocks, I could take a couple of laps around the house or I could run up and down the stairs five times. So you've changed the idea. You've you've moved away from a two-hour walk and you've modified the idea to be a few 15 minute blocks, so you've solved for the problem but you kept something that you thought was good which is both exercise and a break in your day. So that's the GPS process, I'll quickly repeat the steps. G, good, what's potentially good in the idea knowing it's not finished? P, problem, articulated as a how to question. And S, solution, solve for those problems by changing the original idea but keeping that something that you thought was great. So that's it, GPS. As I said earlier, it's not difficult to understand, but it is difficult to do because you're having to stop a subconscious process in your brain. So I always suggest that you start small. So instead of just assuming you can do this instantly all the time, you probably can't, start with once a day there's probably at least one opportunity every day where you can make a conscious choice to apply GPS thinking. So start small. Every day, make one choice. I'm going to think about GPS when, when you hear or say yes, but. Turn it off and turn on GPS thinking and see what you can come up with. And once you've gotten yourself into the habit of doing it once a day, then you can start to ratchet it up, do it a few times a day, and hopefully, eventually, you can get to the point where you're doing it all the time but it is something you're going to have to practice and keep at every day because, unfortunately, the yes but instinct never goes away, so you're going to have to keep battling it all the time. That's it, GPS thinking, a way to skyrocket your own visionary and creative thinking. Once again, I'm Susan Robertson with Sharpen Innovation, and if you want to learn more about how to jumpstart your creative thinking, you can visit my website at www.susanrobertson.co. Thanks again. And back to Omar.
0: Support for today's show comes from our very own Webinar Ninja. Looking for a webinar platform to host your live tutorials, classes, or special events? Feel like you're stuck on a never-ending journey to find that perfect webinar software that's not going to break the bank? We get it. That's why we created Webinar Ninja, an all-in-one webinar software that allows you to host live automated hybrid series webinars all in one place. Webinar Ninja also has built in tools for marketing and selling your digital products during and after your webinar. Whether you're doing a live course, a sales webinar, or building your email list with automated webinars, we have everything you need to get the job done. Each plan includes unlimited registrations and webinars. You can also insert pre recorded videos right inside your live events. Webinar Ninja has been ranked as a top webinar software for the last six years. Not only because it does the job, but it does it well and it's easy to use. Some users say it's the easiest software they've ever used. Want to check it out? Every week, we run a live webinar demo and we walk you through everything Webinar Ninja has to offer so you can find out if it's the perfect webinar software for you. Just go to webinarninja.com slash workshop to sign up for our next live demo. Again, that's webinarninja.com slash workshop. What a fantastic lesson by Susan Robertson. I want to give a couple of tips that really reinforce what Susan talked about today. We have to be very, very careful about the way we speak and think about things in our life and of course in our business because it's going to dictate whether we get better, we grow, we get out of a situation, we improve or not. Business is an emotional game. If you can have control of the way you feel about things and change your perspective on how you approach challenges, it can be a huge competitive advantage. And yes, the language you use does matter. What you say changes the way you think and how you approach certain situations. That's why great entrepreneurs and great minds always say when it comes to making good decisions, solving big problems, it's good to go back to first principles. And this is a physics law or physics way of reasoning, which is you ask yourself, what do you know is true 100%? What are the facts? And to work from there. This is very similar to what Susan's saying, you know, like, what can you do? What is possible? What are your options? This is what I know. What are the options? What can I do? You need to just suspend disbelief for a moment about what you can't do and what your limitations are. Because the problem with limitations is that they're limiting. They're going to stop you from coming up with creative solutions. Just like Susan said, when you say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, it stops your mind from coming up with creative solutions. Also, when you sit down and ask yourself, what do you know for a fact is true right now? What are the facts? You are basing your decision on what you know and not what you don't know. Sometimes we just make assumptions, we guess, we say this could happen, and we make decisions based on something that is just not true now and may not be true in the future. That's a very poor way to make decisions. Another piece of advice I will give you, just because I've been through this so many times and I expect to continue to go through this, is that you'll wake up sometimes and you'll be served so many problems, two, three, four, five big issues you need to solve in your business. Your website might be down, Uh, an employee might be leaving you, you might get an angry customer email, and you just realize that you're not going to get that deposit from the bank that you're expecting because it's a bank holiday, all in the same day, all in the same moment. And many of these things will happen and they're totally out of your control. My advice, and this is what I would do or what I have done, is just focus on one problem at a time. It's very easy to get overwhelmed when you think of many things at once. So just even tell yourself, okay, let's solve one problem at a time. What's the first one we're going to solve? This one, let's focus on it. And don't think about the other ones until you solve this one. All right, now you might be asking, well, which one should I solve first? Well, just solve the one that is most urgent, the one that's most time-bound. And if you can't come up with some creative solutions, you can move on to the next problem. Now, what I found is that when you take one challenge, one problem at a time, uh, you tend to get some momentum. You solve one problem and you're like, okay, these problems are solvable. I can solve problems. I have that ability. Uh, there are problems and then they go away. Right? They're not problems anymore because I've uh, created some solutions. And this makes you feel better about the whole thing and gives you more energy, more momentum to solve the next problem. And really, it just becomes a muscle. You start to get used to having challenges thrown your way and dealing with them. Now, you might be saying, man, this sounds really tough and really depressing. If you know anything about me or the $100 MBA or what we've built over the years, we're here to give it to you straight. We're here to give you the truth. This is entrepreneurship, this is what it means to build a business. Now, your level of challenges and problems will vary depending on how high stakes your business is, but you will have challenges. This is just guaranteed. So just accept that and just get good at dealing with them. People don't quit being entrepreneurs or, you know, quit having their business because it's too easy and it's boring or something like that. No, they quit because it's hard it's challenging. It takes a toll. And it's very similar to somebody who starts to work out in the gym and they go hard the first week or two, and then they're so sore and tired, they don't go back because you know, it's very discouraging. But you have to see it as you're building muscles. You're building the problem-solving muscle. Thanks so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe right now so you never miss a beat. You'll get the next episode automatically on whatever podcasting app you like whether it's apple Podcasts or stitcher radio or spotify or himalaya we're on them all if you want to learn more about susan robertson and what she does and maybe check out some of her content on her website just check out susanrobertson.co before i go i want to leave you with this you often hear that business is like a roller coaster ride there's ups and downs ups and downs and you're going to have to endure the down sometimes so you can enjoy the ups and my advice to you is to try to create as many ups as possible in your business because you can't control the down sometime and you wanna make sure you have enough ups to make it worth your while. So try to deliver projects quickly, meaning you know try to release new products or new features to your existing product or new blog posts, as many as possible, as frequently as possible, because those are like mini wins. They're going to allow you to feel good about your business and feel good about what you're doing and get great feedback and make people happy and make you happy. Get as many wins as possible consistently. So it's not just downs. It's also a ton of ups. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.